Line here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Still a bit foggy even with the sun, but it should be cutting through now, so that's good news. Go away, fog. We don't like you very much. Um, joining us by phone, as he does every Wednesday at this time, Mayor, now D.C. Reeves. Uh, Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. All right. Andy Candy, <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, Woo-hoo! Do you, yes! can I Can I tell you how many people mentioned that to me in the last week? Yeah, same, dude. Very. I'm not sure about all this. You know, I'm not sure about the you know the way this relationship is forming early. If you're trying to change the show name, no. But people were laughing. They thought that was hilarious. Shut up. I'm going to marry your bridge, DC. Hey, I'm going to keep working it for at least a little while. See if it sticks. You know. Hey, and you worked at Blockbuster too? Oh, that's right. You worked at Blockbuster. Absolutely. Airport Boulevard location. Um, I was there during the big revolutionary period where we got DVDs uh, wow. available. Uh, maybe, yeah. The crossover. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. When you couldn't tell people absolutely. to rewind, to be, to be kind and rewind anymore because, you know, the DVD is always around. So, all right. <laughs> yep. I thought that was fascinating, uh, which is the reason it came up is because I was talking about this the other day and DC texted me that I, you know, I worked at Blockbuster for a long time in high school. So we have that in common. Let's talk about the Baptist, um, the Baptist proposal for affordable housing. Um, it, it's the PACES organization. And I think, honestly... I think I know I don't feel like I understand some of the components of these deals. So can you maybe sure. explain it and then I'll ask questions because I think most people don't understand it. I, you know, that's that's kind of my sure. perspective. Yeah, yeah, understandable because it's a little convoluted. And, and from a city of Pensacola perspective, this is the first time we've ever applied right. uh, for a 9% deal. Now, the county has done it. They actually just got one in the fall in other communities in Florida uh, do it regularly and have for years. Um, but ultimately... Um, what this is, is this is $460,000 coming from the city of Pensacola as part of our obligation for this application to go through with PACES. And what that means is that's kind of the state of Florida or, or Florida housing finance saying, hey, look, we want to make sure the city's on board, you know, with this affordable and, and they're, that they are invested in seeing it successful. Uh, that's the way I say it. That's my uh, analysis of it. But Ultimately, uh, we put up, it's what's called a you know, 9%, and that 9% is reflective of a dollar-for-dollar federal tax credit to the, co- to the organization that is building the housing. So in this case, PACES. And so... That's, um, I'm sorry, that, so that's so nine, 9% of the total cost of the project is going to come back to them as a tax credit off their ad valorem taxes they would pay to the city? Is that, do I have that right? I want to be careful in, in saying exactly how it's calculated, what, you know, if it's the total cost of the project or, or what calculation they make, but it's the same. It's uniform across the state of Florida. There's 4% deals and 9% deals. Okay. Here's so the, the really 9% deals are the, the, the 9% deals are like the big, you know, that's very competitive and very few of them come out. That's the big ask. The 4% is more routine because Correct. it's a lower value match. Is that basically right? Correct. We put up, we, we put up in the city for a 4% deal, something like 37,500. Okay. Where a 9% deal, we put up 460,000. But um, at the end of the day, yes, it's less than a coin flip that we get it, um, you know, because it is very, very competitive. And the reason it's so competitive is because a profit or nonprofit developer who does one of these projects, that, you know, if they get this credit, they have to, it's got to be, you know, meet all the metrics of attainable housing and all that. Uh, if they get it, a 9% deal could truly stand on its own financially. That's why it's so competitive. Whereas a 4% deal, yeah, that helps, but you're going to have to go find some other kind of grant-based 
incentive-based funding somewhere else to be able to get it across the finish line. So because the revenue the generated from the residents is going to be lower because it's affordable housing. So a 9% yep. is enough yeah, to correct. make up the gap to market rate, whereas a 4%, you're going to need some other help. Is that Again, I'm asking this question because I want to make sure I understand right. it. Yep, that's exactly right. And so in the case that we'll talk about specifically this case, uh, Pages is proposing a 4% deal, uh, which is family housing, and a 9% deal, which is senior housing, uh, both uh, right at 100 units, a little bit more. And I can speak specifically to the 9% deal. Um, it's 102 units, all 102 of those. They're all one and two bedrooms, uh, 50-50. Um, and all of them will be uh, uh, folks at 80% uh, of the uh, – AMI or below. And then adjusted median income or or average median income. Right. Okay. Just again, go ahead. Yes. Uh, And then about 80% of the building is going to be for 60 or below. So if you think about that, you know, truly it is a, you know, direct strike on, on this, this need, this crisis that we're in of of folks that are, uh, you know, who want to live in Pensacola, who work in Pensacola, who can't afford to live in Pensacola. Um, This isn't, you know, necessarily mixed in with market rate or luxury or anything like that. And, and not that those projects aren't valuable, but this is, you know, ultimately the 9% is 100 units and the, and the other one is another 100 units, 200 in total, uh, that would really start to, you know, help us put a dent in um, some of the, the attainable housing issues we have. And, and again, just to kind of put numbers on it for people. So um, 80 of the units, uh, so all of the units are going to be people making in the, like, say, $35,000, $36,000 a year range who could be able to afford it. And then 60 of the units are going to be for people who are making more in the, like, $26,000, $27,000 range. And then even some of them are well below that in the, like, fourteen to 15000 a year yeah. could afford it. Is it as, as a matter of fact, 19 of the so, – so all 102 are going to be at, for folks that are 80% or below. Okay. Um, 80 of the 102 are going to be for 60. Oh, I had the math. Right. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then actually there's, I believe it's 19 units is for 30% in a blow. And what I think is, you know, really important thing to point out are two things. One is eight of those 19 for the, for the, for the lowest, uh, uh, percentage of AMI are for people with special needs. Um, and because, you know, that is obviously a compounding issue, uh, in terms of being able to make income. So I think that's a, that's a great thing. And also, uh, these all stay in the inventory at the, uh, at these attainable metrics for 50 years. So that's what we're signing up for. So, okay. you know, your tax dollar, 460,000, we're basically, what, what, the way I look at it is for $4,500 a door, uh, you know, how long would it take us? How, how expensive would it be, I mean, for us to participate at $4,500 a door to be able to get 100 units for people who need them, um, you know, I think is a, is a big win for us if we can get this across the finish line and if they can get awarded this 9% deal. Right, and, and I appreciate you saying that it's, you know, still not even an even odds chance that we'll get the grant, but if we did it would certainly be worth doing because this is, you know, we talk about the distinction between affordable and attainable. I think of affordable being a subset of attainable, but, but affordable, this is genuinely affordable housing for the people who do not have very much money. And that's, you know, for seniors, particularly very good. Uh, Hang on for just a second. We're talking to DC Reeves, mayor of Pensacola. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And uh, if you have uh, traffic tips, you can text in. We are watching one accident. It's a quintet in Carrington Lakes Boulevard in Cantoma. And it's a crash with a roadblock is closer to 29 than 95. Traffic tips text in 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mayor Reeves. Um, The World War II Heritage City designation, the only one in the entire state of Florida. This is pretty cool. 
Yeah, very excited. Um, you know, kudos to our staff, and it was really a collaborative effort. You know, across the county, um, uh, Gulf Islands, uh, several other folks, and um, yeah, so we were really excited to see that uh, come across. And we, I mean, we know how uh, important uh, the military community, veteran community, is um, to uh, to you know just truly the fabric of our community, the economy of our community. I mean, it, we we, have, we are so dependent on. Um, um, military and our veterans. So I, I thought that was an awesome, uh, awesome designation. Personally, for me, my my uh, my granddad uh, was he won two Purple Hearts in World War II. Um, so we spent a lot of time down at the um, in a veterans park. He'd always like to go there, you know, after school. And um, so it's kind of got a special uh, place in my heart. And um, so and and certainly, you know, I, I would make a great case for Pensacola in, in terms of uh, being able to fit this criteria. You know, given uh, all the history that we have here and, and the military presence we have. You know, a guy who maybe once upon a time owned a bar that made T-shirts that touted the superlative characteristics of one town in northwest Florida as opposed to right. another town in northeast Florida might point out that even St. Augustine does not get the designation of a World War II heritage city. <laughs> probably yeah, absolutely. Well, and actually, <laughs> as I'm sitting in my car right now, I've already got my Welcome to the Real First City uh, t-shirt <laughs> print. Uh, I wore them to the UWS game. <laughs> nice. Uh, people, of course, people are like, where did you buy that? And I'm like, man, this is what I did for six years. <laughs> you know, uh, come up with these kinds of things. So, uh, you know, this is just a it. personal endeavor. It's a, it's a passion project. You know? All right. Uh, last thing before we let you go, we're trying to reinstitute an old tradition that we used to do uh, in the past with the mayor. So the lightning round at the end of the interview, the key here is pithy mm-hmm. and short. That is the key here. Does the Reeves household put up Christmas decorations? Yes. Two tree, two little trees outside, one inside. And who? And other stuff. Who at the Reeves household puts up the Christmas decorations? Uh, it is a truly a team effort. Um, I do the uh, heavy lifting, and then other people that have better fashion sense and uh, decorating <laughs> sense, uh, Sydney and Caroline, uh, put up the rest. Very good. So the uh, the decorative artistic things that's left to somebody else. And last part: Are there any inflatables in the Reeves household for the Christmas decor? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, there, there are not. Um, yeah, maybe just a pool float that's you know still left from the summer. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, in terms of Christmas decor, are there inflatable Frosties no, or Santas or reindeers that. or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, no reindeer, no Santa. Uh, we'll leave that for the rest of Sanders Beach. All right, but you're, you're not judging. If other people want to do that, that's fine with them. Of course. Of course. Hey, hey, I've got an eight-year-old. The more festive, you know, the better for me. I love, we love going to see it. Very good. D.C. Reeves is the mayor. Next week, we have our first city council meeting with him as mayor and with the new city council. Uh, mayor, thanks for the time this morning. We'll talk to you again next week. Of course. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet.